0: And welcome to the Glacier Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, swearing, and a sprinkle of vinyl. I, of course, am Nick Cameron of Glacier Musical. I am a little sleepy, so I apologize. Joined by my good friend, always watch your beer when he's around, Klepto Chakas. How we doing today, buddy?
1: Klepto? That's the thing I have- I'm sorry, I, I couldn't though. think of anything. I'm, I'm, my brain's not working. Maybe right. a child that stole, I stole- well, I stole beers as a child at parties, maybe a sip of my dad's whiskey. But uh thievery in general I find distasteful like liars. I agree. I, I was thinking I
0: was thinking to myself the whole time. I shouldn't say this, I shouldn't say this, but I couldn't get to my So just gonna head straight on into the beer check.
1: That's fine. <laughs>
0: Got myself a schlafly, a bit hazy IPA mm
1: nice a little foamy at the top, but the beer color is very nice it's a citrusy i p a little hazy i mean that's what it's called a little bit is hazy that so. is that is that the is is that the mug with the puck in it
0: yes it
1: is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I am drinking a tried and true Oscar Blues Dale's Pale. We've we've discussed this beer before. Spectacular. There, fantastic.
0: Also, uh, want to apologize for the darkness of uh, my version. If you're watching this on YouTube, but uh, I've, since I've been moved since I've moved into this this house, I've been trying a lot harder to get the sound levels and appropriate and all that good stuff and i have been noticing some reverb in my voice so this is uh i'm behind all the jerseys so hopefully there's a little bit of sound dampening and that takes care of it
1: but until then i'm gonna be a little dark just getting a frog brothers vibe from lost boys just like you're in the clubhouse wait a minute you mean cory and Corey? Yeah, the Corey. Oh, I love no. Corey oh, Haim was uh, he was the younger brother. Patch on my vest. That's right.
0: Difficulties were technical. Keefe's now going to hold up the beer that he poured that everybody on the YouTube's heard but did not see. Damn Jay-
1: beer. Dale's Oscar Blues.
0: Oh, that's right. Keefe doesn't pour them out, so I guess it doesn't matter.
1: I have acquired a glass, so I will have my glass next week. This is
0: my Father's Day glass, by the way. Nice. Father's Day present last year. Uh, I'm going to hit my vinyl check real quick. I was going to go out to Dead Wax Records on Cherokee Street in the historic Cherokee neighborhood of St. Louis, home of our little Mexico, and the only place where I know we can get cow tongue tacos in St. Louis. But unfortunately, as uh, I we talked about last week, I caught COVID. So I could not go down and pick up their copy of Sawen Anishinam or Sam Hain. I don't know how Danzig pronounces it, so whatever. But what I could do, and I'm a little ashamed that I did this, but I did it. So I bought a bootleg. You know... It's not like Glenn Danzig has re-released this thing. He owns it. He could drop it anytime he wants, but he'd rather do him singing Elvis, but I, I, I haven't listened to it yet. It just showed up today, so I don't know if it sounds good or not, but I love this record. Uh, Duncan and I actually did it on the Department of Metal Antiquities.
1: I was going to say, I seem to remember that just checking my audio is okay right Yeah, Yo, you're fine you're fine you hear me okay yes you're fine okay this is a very weird arrangement and i don't quite hear myself i'm tempted to switch to another wire because i don't you, hear myself well at all but you are totally just, fine kifi is the uncomfortable technical, the technical difficulties abound well you got a vinyl check for me this week I do, but I'm going to have you talk for another minute while I switch wires.
0: Oh, I have to talk? Awesome. So, I've got Mm -hmm. another record in the mail. Bought a couple last week. And,
1: you know, just,
0: I was really disappointed that I couldn't get out this past weekend. As we record this, Record Store Day was last week. Uh, Also, for a COVID update, I am out of quarantine. I am healthy. I am fine. If you are worried, do not... You know, thank you for the well wishes I got. I'm going to pretend like I got some. And yeah, you is, some. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I had an exceed, exceedingly mild case of COVID. The only symptom I have had and still am experiencing is I get tired easily. So I actually am pretty tired today because I couldn't sleep because I was exceptionally dehydrated last night, which I realized was not because of COVID. It was because I did not drink any water during my entire quarantine. I drank beer, soda, coffee, or tea for five days straight.
1: I'm no water. Sure, I'm pretty sure beer is not a... It's
0: not a hydrator. It's not really a good hydrator. No, neither is coffee, tea, or soda. So I feel much better after I drink about 150 ounces of water at the office today so don't be like me be smart be smart
1: everybody be smart okay i, I, I do i still sound good i'm futzing with my you camera. are fine I you sound. are fine quick touching right. everything i can't help it that's it they told me to stop touching it um oh. i'm a little stressed out so i'm using my corn requiem stress ball it looks like the album artwork. If you could see it carefully, oh, yes, I screen. can see that. And I just, and I just, squishy, squishy. squishy, squishy. Mm-hmm. It should be a little squishier, like a little more sand squishy instead mm-hmm. of like hard. So it feel impressive. like a lady's
0: breast, a big old bag of sand.
1: A bag of sand. All right. It isn't. Here's my vinyl check. I'm finally sorry. Ready. Sorry. I, I apologize. I, now I'm going no. third grade. No, you're good. I apologize, everybody. And thank you for bearing with these uh, technical difficulties. My vinyl check today is the awesome Blackwater Holy Light Silence and Motion album. Uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, this came out last year, and I really love this record. They're about to go on tour to support this record, and I will remove it from the sleeve because it's got a cool thing. It's got this uh, lyric sheet pullout, which would be really cool to get autographed, mm-hmm. Maybe. And also, it is a beautiful, this is on the Writing Easy label, and you can see the label there. And it's on this gorgeous vinyl, this uh, deep purple vinyl. Nice. Nice. you clean that? I, I can see the groove. I haven't. I, I have not. This is a brand new out of the package. Nice. Um, should still yeah, clean well, that. Still Should still clean it. You're absolutely right. I still, actually I have a Rolling Stones record, the one
0: that I bought on check last week. I still got to clean that son, of a bitch. I ain't mm-hmm. done it. I also haven't listened to it. I cleaned like eight records the day before I got it, so now
1: I don't want to... Understood, understood. But yeah, this is a shout-out to Riding Easy, who always does a really nice job on their vinyl and their merch. And uh, please go see Blackwater Holy Light when you get on tour, kind of psychedelic stoner rock. Very cool.
0: I, uh, I listen to...
1: If we're talking about psychedelic
0: stoner rock, I listen to lucid child the other night while i was in quarantine uh, i am still wearing a mask i have to wear a mask for five more days everywhere where i'm around people so this is the this is my safe space where i can go mask free but i i listened to a bunch of records during that time because i'm in the records room that's where i chose to spend my time that's why i work from home that's where i did all my business and I, I pulled out a record I hadn't listened to in a long time. So long that it has not, it had not even gotten a Mylar inner sleeve yet. And I've had this thing for two or three years. Uh, Lucid Child, a record that came out in 2019, I believe. Really cool, really cool uh, psychedelic stoner rock. Kind of kind hippie-ish and almost metal and almost not. But, uh, we'll call it post-metal. But. Anywho. Uh, anything we need to talk about
1: this week? Any news or news or views? I believe today is Ace Frehley's birthday.
0: It is Ace Frehley's birthday. Gene
1: 71. Simmons,
0: 71. And he plays like he's 74. But uh, Gene Simmons actually invited him to come play at the Encores on stage with Kiss at some point. The fans will love it, he said. Um... Uh, but here's the problem with KISS is now makeup is more important than the music they play, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. So is he gonna get up there in his jeans and cowboy boots? Which Ace should never wear cowboy boots? He needs to knock that shit off. Uh also Ace has uh I'm gonna get catty for a minute, if you don't mind. Ace has gotten chubby and ace has always been like in the last 25 years he's been a little on the chubby side which is fine i mean he's old i'm getting chubby i'm old it's fine but he, he slimmed down quite a bit but he didn't finish he didn't because when you when you become an elderly an elder gentleman such as myself such as mr freely you don't lose weight evenly anymore you first lose weight from your arms. Then you lose weight from your legs. Then you lose weight from your neck. And then you lose then you lose weight from your belly. And Ace kind of stopped before he finished off the belly. But now he looks a little preggers. So I'm kind of wanting to see him in the costume now. See how this would go. Because it would be awful. Other KISS news. Uh, the Vinnie Vincent Creatures Fest which is at the nashville airport hotel i'm not kidding featuring the aforementioned Ace israeli and bruce Kulick and quiet riot and trickster and a thousand other uh 80s hair bands that you probably don't remember or you may remember really really well if you think crazy nights is a great record but they still haven't sold it out 850 tickets and it's a three-day event in Nashville. Vinny Vincent does not exactly have a reputation for being Captain Reliability. He is less reliable than I am about coming up and getting on stage for a show than when I say, I'll do that in the morning. My, I'm only bad about 200 there. I'm trying, but I, I know. But uh, they they showed the tank. The Creatures Fest is going to be a recreation of the Rio de Janeiro Kiss Creatures of the Night Tour, complete with the tank, which is hysterical to me. And they had all this amazing pyro with it. They have also said they will not be using pyro inside because it won't, because it'll burn down the building if they use it inside. But it looked cool. Uh, I gotta say the tank looked great. I'm still not going. It's in Nashville only. Nashville is a long drive. And I'm, uh, I think I'm going to stay home and watch terrible movies. Maybe get some extra podcasting in that weekend while my family's in Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, still not going. But I think the the greatest thing I saw about Vinnie Vincent and Creatures is he he keeps dressing up like Vinnie Vincent from Kiss. He, at his little shows, he appears in makeup. No costume, just makeup when he's performing or doing Q&A. And the way somebody put it on the kiss form, and I don't remember his name, but it's like you worked at Walmart and you got fired, but you still wear the, the, the little blue vest every day when you go shopping to Walmart. And then you put a tag on your vest that says assistant manager. That's what Vinnie Vincent has become.
1: Oh, my gosh. I have no words. Um, I don't know what you can say. This is the
0: most bizarre. It's just bizarre. It, it's I have no other words just to describe it. But Ace Frehley is going to be there. So is Bruce Kulik. If, oh if, ha- if it if it happens. It will happen. Vinny may not happen, though. I'm, I'm expecting that the whole rest of it is going to happen without, without Vinny, Vinny Vincent. Yeah. At his show, he won't, he won't, he'll still take, and he'll still take a cut, of course. I will see how that goes, but, uh, anything else this week? Are you ready to dive into this week?
1: Um, I I don't think there's anything else to, you know, news and noteworthy. We did miss Record Store Day. I had to skip it, uh, financially this year. Um, like I said, I'm not the biggest, I love the idea of Record Store Day more than the activity.
0: Agreed. I
1: think we did an episode on that. We 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 touched on it briefly when it was announced, and uh,
0: oh yeah, we did that. Uh, we went over the um, the titles.
1: We both we both have some. Yes, we did. We both have some record store day finds, and I know that I can still go get some record store day things. There were a few that I would have had my if I had had my druthers that I would like to have owned or owned. But uh, just right now, I just couldn't pull it off this year. I was going to try to like pop in to the uh, local shop that I like nearest me, but I just didn't have a time and all my running around yesterday. I was interested in the Kirk Hammett solo EP.
0: I still am. Until I heard a song from it.
1: I loved it. I'm it's not sure bad. It. It's just not what I want. I reviewed it on YouTube if you want to oh, watch you- it or link-, link to it. I will do that it like i said it was just not
0: what i wanted i wanted yeah
1: yeah the single is the weakest track that's a fact okay. the one that, the one they put out the 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 other tracks are much better and much more in line with what his his vision is for the thing i kind of wish it was a whole album it's like it's not uh it's a little short for me like an ep is short it's meant to be yeah short. i also have an issue i i have a hard time pulling the, if it's an ep it's got to be 15 bucks or less we're really good. And I, don't know, I can't find a vinyl that's new for 15 bucks or less, but okay. Yeah,
0: I can. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Because I, I yeah, yeah, I'm not judging. I uh, need to save a dollar on these sometimes. Fair enough, fair enough. But I guess we should move on into it. This yes. week, we are starting the new series on King Goddamn Diamond. And Merciful Fate of the 90s. Because I am an idiot. I decided we were going to do both bands of the 90s. Because they are just... It is just rapid fire this decade. There's only like one year where there's nothing... No, there's no years where there's nothing released. Something is released every year. So to quickly just go over the King Diamond 1990s. Just a quick...
1: Nothing significant here. Are we he, taking for granted that everybody listening knows who King Diamond is, understands King and Merciful Fate significance? Should we not do that? Should we should we explain that? I uh, think you can if you want to. All right, we should probably explain it.
0: King Diamond is, of course, one of the elder statesmen in the shredder metal movement, which I don't know what it I don't know what kind of metal it is. I guess for lack Heavy of metal. a better term. Heavy metal, pagan. I've heard, I've heard him described as heavy metal, pagan metal, traditional metal, black metal, and today thrash metal. And it's all of those things, but none of them. The closest band I've ever heard to King Diamond would be Huntress, uh, Rest and Power, Rest and Power Janus. But nobody has been able, and it's it was weird because King Diamond was the only one in the band that did any makeup. The whole rest of the band did not wear makeup, which seems weird till you see it live, I guess. Because then I'm just like, oh, my, whatever. You know, King's in the makeup and nobody else is. One of m- nice one of my hat.
1: favorite. One of my favorite things ever is Beavis and Butthead watched the King Diamond mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. and That, that was Butthead for the family like, ghost, by the way. Yeah, the family ghost. And Butthead goes, they were like the day before this video, hey, guys, let's all wear our scary makeup for the video. And this Butthmunch is the only one who did it. And the, what's best, what's great about that video? Yeah. Also,
0: he is in a Dracula cape that I am pretty sure he got at a Halloween store the week before they recorded that record. It is like the old timey Dracula cape, where it is black and it's got that collar that just goes up over your head. And he's got giant bouffant hair, and he wears full. His entire face is covered. It's it's like. 85 to 90% of his face is covered in makeup on every tour, sometimes
1: more, never less. And he still has a fucking mustache. He does this. not shave his mustache off. I would say, I think that uh, family ghost video is an unironic tribute to Leslie Nielsen's Dracula Dead and Loving It. You
0: mean an inspiration for Dead and Loving, it was yes. in the late 90s. I could definitely see Leslie Nielsen seeing that and go, you know what, there's a movie here. Because it, yeah, I mean, every Merciful Fate or King Diamond video I have ever seen has been a little bit terrible, to be perfectly honest. I also remember a video from one of the albums we're going to do later on in this series, uh, I believe it's from Nine, like Witches Dance or something. And the whole video is merciful fate just outside in a T or like all squished together. And King diamond has a Rottweiler on a, on a Chrome chain. And that's the video. That is the whole video. And I'm looking at it. It's like six minutes of that. and It's just like, you guys are cool, but this is not, this is not cool. So King diamond merciful fate. Of course, was one of the great inspirations for Metallica. They were close friends in Denmark when, after uh, after Kill 'em All, after Kill 'em All was there, they met the King and the rest of the Faders, and became good friends. Exchange gear, exchange studios, all that kind of stuff, and they are still friends to this day. Metallica, on their Garage Inc. record, released a medley of Merciful fake tunes primarily from the debut record but one from the second record and actually it's on this one of the records we're going to talk about today and to this day whenever I listen to that medley it makes me angry because the production value is so amazing and they play it so well it is 20 times better than Merciful Fate ever could have been on their best day and Metallica just does it with such effortless ease but uh, definitely uh, something to check argu- out.
1: Arguably, I was thinking about this. That Garage Inc. recording is like the best recording they did sonically for like 20 years, 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. From Garage Inc. to Hardwired, there is not a good sounding anything Metallica.
0: I would, I, say,
1: this is. I would say that Lulu sounds, you may
0: hate it, but Lulu was recorded in a way that I love. It was done live, it was done loose. Okay, so. But yes. Lamont, get the truck. It's the big one. Elizabeth, I'm coming to see you.
1: Like, why Cut would me, you Mick.
0: Bring up Luma? Cut me, Mick. Because why, I, I like you watching you do that. And just kill,
1: uh, die a little bit every time.
0: Well, I, everybody likes getting a little bit of that little death. I oh, guess. okay. You don't,
1: you don't know that phrase. Look it up later. Anyway. The, the sleep, the little slices of death or no? No, 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 no. Okay.
0: Just Google it. Anywho, so yes, the Garage Inc. record was their best Sonic album, like some of the best production they'd ever had in their entire career. Mm -hmm. But also when you compare the fact that most of their career, they weren't all playing at the same time. So it makes it difficult to actually make it sound good. But so, and then, so The Fate puts out a couple of records and then the slowest breakup in the history of music starts. Three quarters of the band then leaves and becomes King Diamond. And then each subsequent album, it seems like one more dude left. Until eventually, Merciful Fate has morphed into King Diamond. And there is a difference between the two, the two bands primarily in terms of what instrumentation is used king diamond solo uses a lot more keyboards which i think is awesome because we get that sweet ass harpsichord so you got that like electric harpsichord so you got lurch out there rocking along you know things making the making the horns i assume right next to him while king diamond is wearing his cape and spinning his little bone cross Uh, he does sing on stage with a cross made of human femurs Okay, you know when you say this stuff out loud, it sounds so ridiculous.
1: It's not supposed to be funny. Actually, he really deeply is very serious about everything he does, and I think he's wonderful. But it's not at all supposed to be yuck inducing. It's supposed to be like not hilarious, but it is hilarious. It's not supposed. It's not ironically funny. It's supposed to be dead serious, which is what makes it funny. Right? It kind of like it's like Ronnie James Dio, except times ten. Ronnie James Dio comes out there and he
0: sings these lyrics, these amazing poetic lyrics. that mean nothing and make no sense. And he sings them with such conviction and power. You're like, yeah, tigers and rainbows and shit. In fact, I just finished the Tony Almi biography. And on the Devil You Know record, Tony specifically asked Ronnie not to sing about rainbows. And as Tony put it, Ronnie said, but I always sing about rainbows. Maybe not this time, mate. Maybe we... And so there's no songs about rainbows on that last album. But it's, it's that kind of thing. It is that kind of cheesy metal. Because, you know, we get to... When we get to more extreme versions of metal as time goes on, Carcass, Napalm Death, what have you, it stops being about the plot and the visuals of horror movies, and it becomes more of the visceral fear and terror that horror movies are supposed to induce well that comes off a lot less silly than dudes pushing uh, elderly women on stage in wheelchairs playing the harpsichord it comes off a little silly but king diamond is still a, a true gem he is an american national treasure, as he lives in texas now for some reason Unfortunate, and we were very we are very lucky still to have him walking on the on the face of the earth. He had five consecutive heart attacks after recording his last album, Give Me Your Soul, please, which I would say is an underrated gem in the catalog. And there was no tour, never played anything live from it, even on the tours he did back in 2014, 2013, 2015. And as we are recording this, we are getting gearing up for. A Merciful Fate reunion, which is a reunion of the final lineup, which that and the Merciful Fate reunion actually kind of mirrors the King Diamond Merciful Fate switch off. Same thing, you know, it starts off with everybody but the drummer. And then each album, they just start parting off. So basically, the only difference now between King Diamond and Merciful Fate is who the main lead guitarist is. Mike Weed is in both of them. But Andy LaRock is not. So if you see Andy, it's King Diamond.
1: If you see Michael Denner and Hank Sherman, it's Merciful Fate. That is a fantastic analysis. And I will say Andy LaRock is a treasure. We'll talk a lot about him. I'm sure he is a treasure. He is on par with Denner and Sherman, the great Merciful Fate guitar players. Way better. In my humble opinion. I enjoy him more. I will say this. I say personally, Merciful Fate is heavier and truer traditional metal. And King uses his music under his own banner to be honestly more progressive. And, And just like you think it means, in his mind, I think he's doing sort of the horror thrash and heavy metal version of dream theater not that technical but that kind
0: of vision oh definitely definitely
1: scope the scope of whatever's anything is possible and all these things service all these great songs and they are mostly great service not all of them but a lot of them service kings the the best thing about king diamond i know people will remember the face and the bone cross and the makeup and the theme if you can forget the bone cross i don't want to know you and the atmosphere, but what? But King Diamond is one of the greatest storytellers ever in music, let alone rock and metal. Completely agree. And with that. I, I, I think what's going to be fun about this run is the story. Like we're gonna, there's so much depth in these stories. They're so wonderfully thought out. Even the things that are based on existing content and canon horror content, he really cares about. That you understand the story like he wants you to. And it's very rare, honestly. You know, NIB, you can understand it in five minutes in a nutshell. It's very catchy. It's very repetitive. Uh, A demon or devil seduces a young lass and falls in love with her and wants to, you know, bring him into his service, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better vernacular. And it's over. It's over and that's it. That's the whole story, but there's so many layers and depths. Like King Diamond is almost the Tolkien or the George R. 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 Martin of metal storytelling. Like, and some of the songs that he writes are as long as a Tolkien novel. So true. Or at least as long as these fucking movies, (laughs) with all the same endings, all the fake ending, fake out endings. Oh yeah. So. A lot of props. I'm I'm pretty stoked on this. I I am curious as to why we chose uh, the compilation record today. I never questioned it because that's I trust you fully. And then Which, listening back, I, I, I like, can no. tell you why. I can tell you.
0: Here's you why. Tell
1: me why when we get to it. Tell me why sure. when we get to it. Okay. But like I was like, why are we doing this one? But okay, that's fine. I trust you fully, Nicholas. And uh, I, I, that's look, a it is an odd choice. Piece. I'll give it to you, but there is a reason. I'm sure there's a reason. There's I have two a gut feeling. I know why. But yeah, let's, let's dive in whenever you're ready, unless you have any other table setting type information to share. Uh, not a whole lot. I, I will just say that personally, I got into King Diamond around 1992,
0: 1993, when the reunion was happening. My cousin Alex introduced me to them for a long time. I could not discern King Diamond from Iron Maiden which should give you the kind of idea, the scope of the vocal acrobatics, the scope of the lyrics and the scope of the music as well. Iron Maiden is exceedingly progressive. I think the King Diamond method is a similar method, but a different dish.
1: Fair enough. I got into King Diamond and Merciful Fate probably about the same exact time, about the time Abigail came out in 87. Uh, I was a, uh, I was just on the cusp of high school at that age, a very tumultuous time in the life of Keefe. And, uh, and Abigail and them and Conspiracy are one, two, three, back to back, brilliant. And then I kind of backtracked into Melissa and Don't Break Deals and, and such. And, um, you know, probably again in my lifetime, I'm, obviously we've had much more King Diamond than Merciful Fate, just uh, over much the more. course much more King Diamond solo life, touring, everything. I saw King Diamond. I saw Merciful Fate on the sort of quasi reunion in the 90s. And I remember they like very heavily focused on those 90s records. And I was like, I didn't enjoy this as much. Then I saw King Solo and he played all the greatest hits and his own stuff. And I was like, I love this. So I would love, I'm dying to see Merciful Fate. I have not seen them since I'm going to say 90s. Four ninety-five. And I, I have never season. seen Merciful
0: Fate. So if you see me on Facebook or Twitter doing one of those things that says, here's one of these bands I haven't seen, it's Merciful Fate.
1: Yeah, no worries. And the only date on that Merciful Fate World Tour that's coming up in America is Psycho Las Vegas. So it's a very slim chance that I'm gonna get to go to that, even though it's on my coast. And uh, as much as I would love to go, does not know if it's in the cards for me to go. And I would love to go just for, I would go just for Merciful Fate. That's how much I'd love, would love to see them. I would go just for them. I would probably,
0: if I was nearby, I would probably brave a festival, which I have sworn off festivals for the rest of my life. Cause I'm just too old for them now. And which is why I'm not going to Creatures Fest. Well, that's, that's one of the 15 reasons I can think of that I'm not going to Creatures Fest, but also I don't care about Vinnie Vincent. I mean, it's his music is <clears> awful, but I would probably brave it if it were in the Midwest. If it were in Chicago, I'd probably go just to see Merciful Fate finally. But
1: I, I... I am certain when they come back, it'll be with supposedly King King and Merciful Fate have new albums in the works. King's is further along and closer to being done. And don't out. see him doing a double duty tour ever again. No, I don't think he could do it. I don't think he could right. do it. I think it would be too much for him. Uh, it would drain him and I think it would not be as enjoyable for the bands, not the fans. We would love that shit, but I think the right. fan, the bands themselves, would probably not enjoy. The, the only way they can
0: do it is if it was like the, the the first Aussie Sabbath tour, where it was half Aussie, half Sabbath, with the same with
1: largely the same band. <laughs> Union, except for King Diamond. Yes, Union. <laughs> how bad that would be terrible actually I, I really wouldn't enjoy that um i think we'll get we'll get a full we'll get a king diamond album we'll get a king diamond tour we'll get a merciful fate album and a full merciful fate tour i think in america it won't that won't happen until 2023 2024 well i plan on living that long so i cannot wait same same brother
0: but let's talk a little bit about the i yeah uh, let's true story um, oh, last thing, I had, this actually works. So I backed into King Diamond and Merciful Fate completely. I got into both of these bands or band or whatever you want to call it in the 90s. And I, I started on the 90s. You know, the, my first King Diamond record that I owned was the Spiders Lullaby. My first Merciful Fate album that I owned was In the Shadows, which we'll talk about next week. Then Dangerous Meeting, which is the greatest hits of both of them. Although that's, that's that weird Velcro breakup thing. That's, a, that's an odd album. But, and I only heard The I in 2020 for the first time when I purchased it on vinyl. Because that's when a lot of the Metal Blade has been doing a lot of represses on these. Even though Metal Blade didn't have any King Diamond or Merciful Fate until In the Shadows. Up to In the Shadows, it was all Roadrunner. Roadrunner Records, but apparently they have the money to buy them all. So they've got them. They've been doing represses. I have a a black 180-gram copy of The Eye. It is not an OG copy. And recently I picked up a copy of Return of the Vampire European Smoke and Translucent Blue Vinyl. Another one of the reasons why we did that one. Okay. Sounds gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh... And so... The eye is something I've only heard maybe 10 times. It is not like Return of the Vampire, which I've had on CD three or four times plus my, my now vinyl copy of it. So I didn't know this was a concept album. I assumed it was. I was doing a lot more reading and listening through that the story really comes out. And this album is about
1: the Spanish Inquisition. Why? No one, no expects, one expects the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition. It's a callback to our earlier series on uh, Monty um, Python. Yeah. We did a run on Monty Python
0: records. No movies, no shows, records, because that, that was, made sense. What <laughs> is wrong with us? And, a lot. But yeah, this yeah. album, it, it's a really cool story. It starts off with somebody finding a necklace, and that necklace takes this person. Back to the time of the Inquisition. Now, in fairness, this is the French Inquisition, not the Spanish Inquisition. But I mean Inquisition's an Inquisition. They're all fanatical devotion to the Pope. Nobody expects them. And they've all got nice red uniforms.
1: So uh, dying
0: over here. No. Sacre Nobody expects the French Inquisition. Oh,
1: nope, didn't work. Okay, trying to get keep you to laugh. You got me to stop laughing. Okay, sobered me right up like a judge. Um, yeah, it's a marvelous, it's a marvelous concept. Just on in and of itself. If I told you I was you know, someone, anyone of any stripe was making a record with this entire concept, were very well thought out. You would be like, I'm into it. This would be a great Netflix movie. <laughs> like, uh, there's elements of true crime in here. Um, before we knew what true crime was and yeah, I will a lot say of before, the
0: characters are, are based off real people
1: yes actual stories that happened so he must have read about this somewhere and um i would say just before we go into it i will say that i probably have not listened to this album or some of these albums in 30 years i i Love. I listen to Merciful Fate much more than I listen to Solo King Diamond, unless I'm going to a show. I did see King Diamond two years ago in Brooklyn, which was marvelous, including... I saw him last in 2014
0: on the the Comeback Tour, which was a phenomenal tour. My only complaint was
1: he didn't choose the right Merciful Fate tunes to play. Well, now he had to come back from the comeback because of his heart issues and back issues we didn't talk about that he has. Oh, yeah, the and, back surgeries. Yeah, he's, Back he's, and he's, neck surgeries. We're, again,
0: lucky that he's, he's still kicking.
1: Yeah, he's good. We're lucky to still have him. He's in great shape now, apparently. He's very doing very well with his wellness. And it takes a lot of work, diet and exercise. But, yeah, so the eye is... Really terrific. Like, I, I, I was like, I forgot how good this record is actually. Cause I was, you know, like a lot of metal has happened to me since the 32 years. And I was like, I really haven't really listened to this guy in a long time, except maybe a song here and there. Agreed. And,
0: you know, and for most of it, the songs I know well, of course, Eye of the Witch. We all know that one. That's been on every greatest hits album that's come out, that has been on every live album that he's done except for Abigail in Concert, which I'm not going to talk about, because honestly it kind of sucks, but it was on Deadly Lullabies, it was also on oh, the Puppet Master Live album, and Then the name of it, I cannot remember at this point, even though I absolutely love it. But, but yeah, so then it moves on into The Trial, which is, oh, and Burn is another one I know really well. Uh, Burn, it sounds like the song that Rob Zombie heard and went, you know what? That could be a song that could be a that could be a rob zombie song that's burn song that didnt didn't didn't I think that became Dragula. but that's
1: that's just my opinion. that's just like your opinion, man
0: yeah, it totally is um the rest of it, I would say there's not a whole lot of songs that really made it into the King Diamond Canon. Uh, it's not like there's a Sleepless Nights or a Family Ghost or, you know, the uh, Blood to Walk or the Puppet Master, which songs that really pop out of the, the, the story. So apart from, I would say, those two songs, this is this is an album best served as a complete meal. You know, it's that's one of the things about concept records like the kind that Coheed and Cambria make all the time. Quite honestly, you don't need that. You can just listen to a track. You could, or if you are in love with The Afterman, like myself, you don't have to listen to them back to back. It's fine. This is something that it's you're only getting us if you would only listen to the first side of this or the first couple of songs. You're going to get an appetizer, and you're going to need more of it. And that's how good of a record it is. Even 32 years after the fact, this album still sounds contemporary Andy LaRock on his guitarist did not ever do anything tone wise or technique wise that was in vogue that week he has a classic tone he has a classic technique and he has a classic kind of songwriting and which makes every King Diamond album as silly as though they may be a bit they still sound and feel as good today and as fresh today as it did in 1990.
1: No disagreement here on that. I concur. Uh, And also, for the record, track six,
0: Father Picard is not about Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) You stole my thunder, but yes, you are correct. I'm sorry, I'm a thunder stealer. No, it's you. I'm sorry, you can Mm -hmm. just call me Loki.
1: Indeed. You
0: want to do a track by track on this or how let's you want to do you do this
1: the, let's do the track by track we have um, blathered on enough about this all righty um i have the witch amazing song again
0: king diamond cannon one of those songs where you really get the width and breadth of the king diamond vocal ability he sings the high falsettos he sings low growls and it's all over the place it is a very haunting song
1: this is arguably for a, a fantastic. I'm gonna give me a bare minute, second, let me plug the phone in. All right, this is a fantastic track. There's just everything's going wrong today. Phone was about to die. Um, this is a fantastic opening track, and I would put this on par with any solo King Diamond album opener. Uh, I, I absolutely love this song, phenomenally written, great riff. Great, great voice. The vocals, I mean, we, you know, I know you always correct me and say, well, saying that King Diamond, you know, saying Mike Patton's vocals are great is like saying they're great on every song. King Diamond just tears this shit up on the very first song. The King mm-hmm. showed up to play. It is performed, written, and recorded impeccably.
0: Yeah, there's, if you can find a complaint about this song, you will just never <clears throat> like King Diamond. Fair. Moving on into the trial, not bad. It's 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 definitely a drop off, but I mean it was always going to be. The issue I have with this one is you have that King Diamond voice where he talks like this, where he tries to get this stern, scary voice, and it would be better if he wasn't Danish. Ouch! I've never heard a Dane speak menacingly. I have, and convincingly. And and been to, very, they, I haven't been to Denmark. You can just hire a dude. But get that dude that did the Molly Crew uh, voiceover for Shout of the Devil. That guy could have done it. He could have done it awesome.
1: That's my yeah, complaint. It's a, it's a, he, I like that he got in the character. He didn't quite execute it perfectly. Um, it, is a, it does move the story along. Yes.
0: Yes. It, it moves the story. And that's what matters. Moving on into the next story, next chapter, which is burn. Now, this is a very common theme in terms of heavy metal and occult metal and whatever uh, songs about burning witches. Metallica covered "Diamond Heads" and "My Evil." My mother was a witch. I saw her burned alive. So what, it's very well worn territory. This, this, there's no breaking uh, no blazing a new path on this one. But the riff on this one, uh, he could have sung about tigers on rainbows with that riff. That's Ronnie's job. Oh, that is Ronnie's job. I'm sorry. No, not tigers.
1: literally. Just you. Just literally name like this could be a rainbow or a Dio song. Tigers on rainbows. <laughs> okay, it could be a tiger
0: putting rainbow stickers on the wall. No, that's not working. Never mind. You go ahead.
1: Burn again continuing the theme um you know killer uh, it it is a stock king diamond song but it is a solid king diamond song. if you've seen king diamond live you've heard this too he plays it all the time played it when i saw him i was i was pumped agreed same same same
0: uh moving on to two little girls which that one is about finding the ashes i believe it's another one of the. This is a mood song. If uh, if this if this album was uh, spending a, a night at my cousin in my cousin's basement back in the nineties, uh, this song would be the lighting of this would be the lighting of the incense, just to set the tone and get a little creepy. And it makes ash. So, I mean, it all it all, it all works together.
1: Yeah, and it, it's, it's yeah, it's shorter on purpose. It's a little segue hop right. to another leg of the album, if you will, another chapter, page turn. Right.
0: Then we move on to Into the Convent. I
1: don't remember this one real well. Oh, this is a banner. Go ahead. Take it. No, I love I love this one. Uh let's talk about Snowy Shaw, who doesn't get enough credit or like props in the whole world of metal. Uh phenomenal career has guested on everybody's records. And um uh, kills it on this. He co-wrote this song with Andy and King, and uh, Into the Convent is, again, furthers the story. One of the main characters is Medellin Bavent. sorry if I've mispronounced that, and um, the only class I have ever flunked in um, two classes I ever flunked in my whole life, calculus and French, and I only flunked French for a technicality, not because I couldn't learn it, but I can't it didn't last long, and uh, excuses, excuses, Keepy. and uh, yeah, it's a banger. It's a straight-up banger. It's a good track.
0: I agree about Snowy Shaw. He has, he is the one, I believe, who he ends up in merciful fate as well. Again, it's it's the Velcro breakup and the Velcro whatever the reunion. I guess I mean it's just a weird, weird situation. It's like black. It's like Black Sabbath and Ozzy and Dio, where they're all
1: swapping dudes out. Fair, um, or Rob Zombie and Ozzy when they're swapping dudes out, and, and Manson and Ozzy when they were, and and Rob Zombie when they were swapping dudes out. The last time um, I saw Rob Zombie,
0: there could have been a like
1: 2005 Marilyn Manson. Movie. Fair enough. I I mean, maybe the one thing that he hasn't accomplished yet is John Five needs to play with Ozzy. I think he's on the new Ozzy record, actually. So that may be a bucket list scratch off for him. Let's um move. Yeah. Yeah, let's also let I think uh, let's also just say that Snowy Shaw missed his calling because he could have been uh uh Joe Exotic in a Joe Exotic movie, because he is a strangely frosted dew and a very dark facial hair. Uh also he is taking the place of Mikey D, Mickey D
0: who went to motorhead.
1: Yeah, he right quit King the-
0: Diamond to spend more time with his family, only to join
1: Motorhead a couple years later. Um, debatable about whether that was more lucrative or not. Um, you know, it might have been. Probably.
0: I would imagine it would have been more lucrative because Motorhead is a bigger name. Motorhead
1: toured all the time. I feel like Motorhead didn't start making that money, though, until they sold a lot of records, but didn't make the money until later. Yeah, when uh-huh.
0: when, when Mackie D was there.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: It was him and Phil Campbell and Lemmy out there just getting on, getting in the Volkswagen Bug and going to the next going
1: to the next town. I can't imagine Lemmy in a Volkswagen Bug. Oh my God. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, Father Picard, another
0: one. So we're in the soft middle section of the record, and this one I believe is about some things I don't like talking about. This is why I don't watch Game of Thrones, as it were. And there is uh trigger warning. There is a lot about sexual assault in this album because this whole
1: album is replete with terribleness. Yeah, and based based in reality but fantasized and not like um, glorified at all. Dramatized.
0: Easy. Let's use the word dramatized.
1: Very well done. Very well done. Dramatized, not glorified. Dramatized. And um, yeah, man, it's ugly, ugliness.
0: It is. And then we go into Behind These Walls, which uh, continuing the story, same kind of stuff that's just, ew, the meetings. Now are we really witches? That, uh, you know, whatever. Um, if I'm going too fast, if you want to jump in. just drop No, it like
1: no. The these These are the two least favorite songs of mine on here
0: yeah they're not I mean, ter- they're not
1: bad but they're just not memorable I'm they sorry this this album is like this album is like Mitch
0: Hedberg comedy man. it starts strong and it finishes strong it's a lot like it's also a lot like pancakes. get to the middle
1: and you're all sick of them you uh, but you also said it and it was kind of my segue is this ending of this album is is as good. As good as I said, the Eye of the Witch song is to open this record, along with any King Diamond record. These la- this little suite that closes the record, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Chef's kiss. kiss. In- insanity is an amazing <clears throat> instrumental. It is an interlude. It is you. You know, we're past the trial where she's a witch and taken care of, and now La Rock plays her grief and. I actually had an idea similar to this to make a concept album, a stoner metal concept record about the ramen burger. It would have been instrumental. It would have been avant-garde. If anybody wants to steal it, you're more than welcome. I'll start you. It was going to be each part of the burger was going to be a different style. Uh, I will start you off with the ramen bun, and you got to end with the ramen bun. It's kind of like uh, shine on new crazy diamond you gotta bookend it with shine on with the uh, you gotta have you need to bust out your orange amplifier for this and this has got to be true stoner metal in the vein of Jimi hendrix on the with the vibrato with the swirl to get that ramen curl on the bun but andy LaRocque actually did it and did it well not about ramen burgers but that kind of thing
1: I got nothing. There's nothing I can add to that.
0: I do that a lot. Well, on to 1642 imprisonment. The witches are guilty. They are now in prison,
1: and then we move on into the curse. And I'm going to let you finish this one out. Yeah, man, the curse is a very strong closer. Uh, again, King with the sole writing credit. Um, he only plays keyboards, so I guess he hummed the riff to that. But he person. played. No, he
0: plays guitar and he plays bass.
1: He played He's bass and guitar. He's not
0: credited not, on this. Not on he, King Diamond records or Merciful Fate records, but, but he, he can't does, play them. Yeah. He can't
1: write them. Okay. okay. Kind of like Jamie Josta. I just compared King Diamond to Jamie Josta. Uh, to I to say
0: kind of like Ronnie James Dio.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who Ronnie James Dio,
0: when he wrote with Tony, would, again, I just finished Heaven and Hell. I finally read Heaven and Hell. It only took me 15 years to get to it, but I finished it. <clears throat> Where their writing sessions, they would be both playing guitar or Ronnie would play bass. During the Heaven and Hell sessions, Geezer overdubbed his bass parts over Ronnie. They erased Ronnie's bass parts and overdubbed Geezer's. So. That's
1: how it goes. Uh, I mean, that's how it should be, but. Yeah, the curse rules. Very strong closer. Um, overall, as a concept record, this holds up tremendously. Like I said, this album is better than I remembered. Agreed. Uh, I have not listened to some of these in quite a long time. It, you know, maybe I, when it first came out, I would listen a few times. Um, the thing and... about King
0: Diamond, his concept records—if you don't mind me jumping in, I apologize. Yeah,
1: jump in, jump in.
0: They—it's like Led Zeppelin live records, man it's something you they're long and you've got to sit down and you've got to be able to give it your full attention and it's so it's not something you're going to bust out every day
1: it's, it's also a true. tough it's a
0: tougher listen than led zeppelin three or stuff like that it's it's like listening to the wall the wall is a tough rough listen and you got to sit down and you got to take every slap that roger gives you that's how these king diamond records are I really like the fact that he did not cast himself as the main character again. Yeah, which, you know, the. if you look at his concept albums at this time, if you consider the 1990s part of the 80s, which typically we would, but except for this week, <laughs> he has four, right? Two of them have really interesting stories. Which he does not cast himself as the lead. And he has two kind of dumb stories where he casts himself as the lead. <laughs> I didn't you think I was t- gonna laugh this much today. You tell me that them is a good story.
1: Them is my shit though. I love that record. I it's love the good, record. Not tell not me the good story. story. The or great tell album me the that-
0: cover, great album. Oh yeah. Not tell me that conspiracy story. is a good story. Basically, it's, I don't want my mom dating anybody. There's the story.
1: Kind of. Um, it is interesting that this is one of the few records where he's the narrator and not in the story. But I think maybe it's such a gross story that he didn't want to characterize one of the characters. He did, we're going to talk,
0: in a record we're going to talk about later, in the graveyard, he did cast himself as the, ooh, I don't know if that's pro or antagonist. We'll get to that. But he also put a big warning. Pro antagonist. Antaga- he's a pre antagonist. He put a big warning in the note saying, obviously, this is a story. Do not do this. Actually, I'll read that when we get to it. But, you should. You um, should. You know, this is a great capper to the first chapter of the King Diamond story and the King Diamond as an act story because he moves away from what Merciful Fate was. Now, we're gonna segue
1: into Return of the Vampire. There Before are, a, we do. go ahead. Can I just interject one last thing? We, I guess in part and parcel because King and Andy are so dominant as people and performers and artists. So we really didn't talk about Pete Black, Hal Patino or Roberto Falco at all, the producer. They all did contribute a lot on this record. Agreed. Agreed. And on this era of records, um, I know Hal was kind of dismissed from the band. Um, but Hal, is, he kept coming back. Yeah, he's a glutton he, for punishment.
0: He he, he he must love it or he needs to eat. And King Diamond's got a job that he can have. I mean, it, look, it's... <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know if you're anyway. It's 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 rough out there in the music industry, especially if you're a touring musician. And right. sometimes you just gotta take that. You gotta you just gotta take it. And
1: what I would imagine that uh,
0: King Diamond's abuse you, you'd probably laugh about it later because he's so little. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: What about so this uh, just two last things. So this album was recorded in Sweet Silence, infamous Denmark recording studio where a lot of great records are made. And then just kind of like where uh, I'm trying to like, do we want to do this, the tier at the end or do we want to do week by week? Where right. is this album in all the Merciful Fate King Diamond records? In the middle to the bottom to the, it's not quite the top, top, but it's definitely not the bottom either.
0: I would put it, I would put it at the, if it were, if this were, a, if we're talking about a scale of one to 10, one's top tier, 10's bottom tier, this is in the number three tier.
1: Wait, come again with that rating. Number one is top. Okay. And number 10 is rating. the
0: bottom tier. So okay. this would be this would be on the third tier.
1: That is backwards how I would do it, but I understand what you mean.
0: I do things backwards because it confuses people. Or I that's just how I think. Most likely that first one, that second one. her, e, confused. Fair uh-huh. enough. It is I I'm seeing the tiers as bigger than just like one through five. If it's if it's a five tier, it's number two. If it's, you know, it, there's, it's at the top of the second tier. Oh, yes, a third today. Yeah. Uh, I'm not drunk or bored. I'm just tired. I am tired because I have not slept this week. So right. I am re- yelling and screaming and laughing and drinking in order to stay awake. I get it. All, All right. right. Now, Return of the Vampire. This one, I love this one, for the record. This one comes out in May of 1992. Merciful Fate, at this point in time, had been dead and buried for eight years. And all of a sudden, this new album comes out. Is it a compilation album? Yes. Is it, is it a greatest hits? No because everything on here was from previous demos. In fact, most of this album was recorded by with an, including a man named Benny Peterson. I didn't know that until today. I have had this album since 1997. And I'm like, who the hell's Benny Peterson? Is that a a pseudonym for Kim Bendix? No. It was the other guitar player. Who's not...
1: uh, What is it? Is it Denner? Denner. Yeah, who's not Denner. The guy they got rid of.
0: Yeah. uh, Let's see here. King Diamond is vocals. Hank Sherman plays guitar and bass on number nine. Benny Peterson has tracks one through six. It's nine tracks, by the way. Uh, Timmy Hansen is bass except track nine. Michael Denner is guitar only on seven and eight. So the classic... Merciful Fate lineup is only on two of these songs, right? Rest in peace Timmy by the way. He was a hell of a bass player. And yes. this was an so it's interesting to me because I don't know that there was a lot of clamoring for a Merciful Fate reunion. The King Diamond split, the King Diamond Merciful Fate split is one of those one of those musical mm-hmm. splits where everybody looks to it like I could be that guy who would solo not Ace Fraley, who went solo, playing for 250 people, sometimes at car lots for free. And it's, he split in the right way. He did it perfectly. So I don't know that anybody, and it's kind of like the Ozzy Osborne Black Sabbath, the Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath split as well, where it's similar but different. And that's what the King Diamond catalog versus the Merciful Fate catalog, similar but different. So all of a sudden, King Diamond drops this album. All of the liner notes are written by the king himself. Uh, he signs off, "Satanic regards." So he does remember Satan, because King Diamond doesn't sing about Satan. Merciful Faint sings about Satan. So yes, he man. he then he tells like little stories about each song, about how they were in a graveyard recording, and who was it that was running? Was it you, Timmy? Kind of thing. And I mean, so all of a sudden he's got this fondness for the old days. And then we'll get to we'll get to more of that next week. So I love the way they did this by releasing something that was different, not by putting. I mean, only Ace Frehley has got greatest hits when he's only got two records. I'm sorry, three. He has there are three Ace Frehley albums, and he has two greatest hits. Work that before the newer ones. Work that math out. That math does not work out. But he did it. Well, actually, uh, John Regan did it. Because apparently ASOD and money. So anyway. So they put out this cool stuff. And Burning the Cross starts off. And I don't believe Burning the Cross is on any other album. I think that is only on this one. If you give me it's heavy. Give me it's also eight minutes long, which Merciful Fate tended to be a lot
1: longer. Even though King Diamond is more progressive, <clears throat> Merciful Fate tends to be longer. I mean, this is a song from 40 years ago, and it's like eight, eight, and almost, and almost nine minute long heavy progressive heavy metal song. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, this one is only. It's only on this album, so you've got nearly nine minutes of King Diamond's evil, only here. So, that's a great track to put onto something like this. And then we move on to Curse of the Pharaohs. Hey, don't touch. Never ever steal unless you're in for the kill. Sorry, I'd
1: love to see you die. Who hasn't sang that at the top of their lungs in the shower? Oh, wow. I have personally sung that
0: song everywhere I have ever been. When I move in, when I when I look for new houses, that's what I sang. I sang Curse of the Pharaohs just in case there were witches. If there were witches, they would come out. We could be cool, whatever, or I could banish them. Mm. Uh, Great song, great vocals, great riffs. I mean, it's just, it's that kind of, it's like a guitar riff that sounds like those old reel-to-reel Super 8 movie projectors. That that whirling kind of stuff. Then we move on to Return of the Vampire. What do you think about this one?
1: Uh, you know, gave this album its name again, another riff fest, a lot of riffs. Uh, considering they were written by a guy nobody knows. Uh they definitely Benny Peterson, big Ben. Yeah, they had the style down. Um Yeah, that's actually a
0: really good point because this song is not this song is later released on In the Shadows with Lars Ulrich on drums. And
1: the only difference
0: is just that it was Lars Ulrich on drums.
1: Right. Lars probably had all the demos. He's Danish. He loves King Diamond, yada, yada, yada. Everybody knows. What did you think of the story of this song? It's a good song. It's a good story. I like, you know, again, it's like the nascent, the nascent King Diamond, like he always was a storyteller, right? That's what I tried to like get across in a, uh, earlier is that he was always fully formed as it may, maybe they didn't always land, but in his intent was pure. For his lyrics. I would agree
0: with that. I would just say that this story is a lot less of a story and far more of an outline. It is but, a demo. No, it's the same lyrics that's on in the macot with sh- no, the virgin in the shadows I? Yeah, that's the yeah. I but then we move on to on a night of a full moon. Oh, I wonder what I wonder what's happening on a full moon night. Uh, 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 Richard Nixon is out outstanding nah, candy. Uh, <laughs> All right. yes this is a course a no. song about werewolves it's uh six minutes and 40 seconds long i mean they are not slowing down they are not shortening this stuff they, they, there's no shortening here this is just straight up yeast and the bread is rising as far as they can get it to go interesting to point out and we'll talk about it more on the next track these songs were not overdubbed very there was little to no overdubs these songs were played live in the studio Live in the studio because they didn't have the money these are all demos from from pre even pre the ep which i've actually never heard and they so they're paying for these things themselves and these things are recorded all over the place tracks one through five are in copenhagen track six is in Hull, england uh seven and eight are in Copenhagen. Uh, so is nine, but they're in all different, all different places. Uh Night of the Full Moon ends up becoming desecration of souls on the Don't Break the Oath album. And right. which is killer. Yes. So and, it's
1: and finished product is in that case better than here, but well, um, yeah, and I think the finished products of most of these
0: are better than these versions although these versions and I'm not the kind of person who really is into demos more often than not like I haven't even apart from the rough mix ones I haven't listened to the demos of the Metallica records the Metallica Mm -hmm. box that I have because I'm just not why do I want to hear one that's not finished I mean this is these are all finished they're just not done if that makes sense then we move on to in my humble opinion the jewel
1: of this record a corpse without soul i I agree definitely far the the best song on here uh but yeah i I think it's also fantastic, another eight minutes again oh, but it was supposed to be it. ten was it
0: yes, so as I pointed out on the last track recording these live they can't play it one of them screws it up so they got to start over every time they finally get through the whole thing and apparently there's like five minutes of guitar wheedly-niddlies twiddly-widdly everythings and they get out and they're like like a chest bumping like football players and high-fiving and I get, oh they're danish and football football players just to clarify so they're probably like doing like these major celebrations where they're rolling bowling pins at each other and they're all falling down like like it's a bowling ball
1: and then the guy's like
0: uh i missed the last two minutes of that the tape ran out
1: oh my god probably oh well
0: it's there was was some anger but i thought that the 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 the, (laughs) I don't know that I need another two minutes of guitar solo at the end of that track, if I'm being perfectly honest. Because yeah. there's like three minutes of solo up to that point. But did you ever notice, I don't know how well you know this version compared to the Don't Break the Oath version. On Garage Inc., James sings this version and yes. not the Don't Break the Oath version. Yes. Because it's in, it's listen.
1: Listen. Listen. Listen,
0: but on this version it's listen, (laughs) listen, 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 and that's what James does. Uh,
1: Sorry, I apologize for my barking. (laughs) That's great. Um, Yeah, uh, I would say if you're a completist, this is worth having just for this track. Mm -hmm. But you know, generally, I think it's this is yeah the best thing on here.
0: I, I completely agree, and unfortunately. This ends the part, the portion of the podcast where I'm complimentary about
1: this record. Yeah, it's definitely a nosedive from here on down, and I'll tell uh, you why in a second. Uh, well, go ahead. You just, you just, uh, you take
0: over the back half. I don't want to say it. Oh, either.
1: joy! Death's kiss, thumbs down is not good. Uh, uh, that again. actually becomes a uh, that ends up becoming a dangerous meeting, though. Yeah, but so the they take is... this thing and. And make it great. What it is here is not good. No. Um, it gets worse, right. though. It does get worse. Leave My Soul Alone and MDA. Mission, Destroy Aliens, which sounds like it should rule. These songs are also not good, to be polite. They come from Jenner's pre-Merciful Fate band. And they are not. I mean, Leave My Soul Alone. No, no do not even try. It's Leave not, My Soul Alone the is worst a failure. Thing, It's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's not. It's the worst thing on this album. It is the worst thing. It's the second worst thing on this album because Death death Kiss is terrible. Uh, Leave My Soul Alone is bad, but not totally terrible. It, okay. The cops are coming because I killed a
0: friend. Right. Making love to my girl.
1: I feel like this came up once before with us, either on a podcast or something. We were talking about, like, what is the worst one song by any band that you love? And you mentioned this. So I could see where I would have done that. You were like, this is the worst recorded song with a band I like's name on it. Um, And again, why are these on here? I I, I would say this, like, probably a part and parcel of Roadrunner having King Diamond as a band on their roster To for them to get possession of these demos from Kim, Ken, King. And this is the last. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I apologize. No, no, go ahead. You started. This is the last Roadrunner release. Yeah. And probably also to satisfy, on one hand, Roadrunner, thinking with dollar signs, this is a good idea to have a demos album, The King of Merciful Fate songs. This will be good to put out. But this also probably contractually satisfies King Diamond on the label so he can leave very good point he does post haste this is done all the time in the music business by the way it'll give you something you can have we won't take much for it and we're out of our contract right sure
0: yeah even the next mercil fate record next year is on metal blade records
1: yeah of course which they have been on ever since by the way um and fittingly so they've taken very good care of them uh and then you asked for it. Also terrible. So I don't You're know. You did not ask for this. I asked for none of this. I, I, <laughs> I what did I what did I do to deserve this? Uh this isn't good. And again, um a diehard fan wants this record for Burning the Cross, Curse of the Pharaohs demo, Return of the Vampire. Um I mean, and honestly, and, if you left out without... if you left out the last three songs, this should have been an EP. Like this, me, this, e- this meeting could have been an email. This phone call should have been a podcast. <laughs> this out al- this demo album should have been just an EP. I disagree because the first
0: five songs you've got, let's see, uh, yeah, uh, six, you got, you got, uh, 17, 24, you got 32 minutes of music in the first five tracks. You can call that an album,
1: people, people do. Almost- in, in, in 1992 this would still be an album yeah um, And then I man, don't if you could have made I mean, one of those other four songs
0: not terrible
1: yeah I mean realistically I don't know why maybe it's to just get them points on the record or get them uh, you know um, well, it also could be to get royalties to get more money for for dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why these songs are on here. I mean specifically those for Michael those, Denner, because those, those last what he's on. Yeah, those last couple of ones is just to get him. Do you have anything laying around we could put out? This shit sucks. It sucks so bad. It's embarrassing. Uh I love the album cover and I love those couple of songs. This is, again, this is why I was like, why are we Why are we doing this one? But I understand why. I was we're convinced doing we to pull one. out the vinyl that was part of it
0: but we're doing this one because you know if it's like led zeppelin right whenever jimmy page and robert plant are seen in the same state in the same month everybody starts screaming about reunion stuff without you know a release or anything and here we have the first new merciful fate tunes in eight years there are what five five tracks on this six tracks. That are completely unreleased. So uh, half of it's unreleased. Half of it is released
1: or reformed. Like Death yes. Kiss becomes Black Masses. Yeah, completists will want this. But like in its form here, not worth having. I disagree. I do love the album cover though.
0: I do too. It's It's a great three color cover. You've got a And it's it's a really cool picture of a vampire. Nice. Oh, my God, where did this come from? It's got a cool picture of a vampire. He's got teeth. He's got blood. He doesn't have pupils. He's just got red eyes. He's angry. He's going to eat you. And I thought that their choice of the title also was a Spectacular Harbinger, The Return of the Vampire, and... Mm. Makes you wonder what's coming next, and we need to remind the listeners because 1992 was a very different world than 2022. You know, I've been for the past month or so, I think I've been joking about the Vinnie Vincent Creatures Fest, just giving you little drips of it because if I got to hear it, you do too. I'm sorry for that, but I'm not going to stop. And I'm not sorry for that, but you can't do, you couldn't do drip, drip, drips of these things. You would send a press release, and then in two months it would be in Metal Hammer magazine, or in two months it'd be in Guitar World. It's not like you didn't have Twitter where King Diamond could say, Oh, I just had lunch with Michael Sherman, or with Hank Sherman and Michael Denner, because they didn't. You know, they probably didn't even have those phone numbers then, honestly. And <laughs> so when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this merciful fate thing drops called Return, it's, there's a lot of confusion there, and a lot of like, huh, what's all this then? So it's, it, it's a it very does,
1: cool way of doing it. It does start the uh, ball rolling and the wheels turning in people's minds.
0: Because I think that was the entire point of that. And that's why, that's the honest-to-God reason why I wanted to do this album. Because... I forgive you. I'm sorry you had to listen to side two. Side one,
1: though. Death Kiss is also really bad. We said that. We said that was the worst one. I'm going to say it again. It's really terrible. You know,
0: that's fine. You know, it's the thing about Death Kiss that's worse... Then Leave My Soul Alone, is that it goes on for two and a half more minutes than, than Leave My Soul Alone. Leave My Soul
1: Alone is awful, but it's also short. It's very mercifully, no pun intended, mercifully short. Ooh, there's, it had a merciful fate of
0: not being put on the album, too. Uh, oh. All right. We're going to ramble and make terrible mercy, mercy puns now. So, I guess not. All right. Uh, if you have been listening this whole time, thank you so much. You are princes and princesses among humans. You are the kind of person that I like. So hit thumbs up, hit like, give us a rate. Uh, send me an email. Get to me on Twitter at Nick, N-I-K underscore N-O underscore C or uh, Captain Keefy at uh, at Ghost Cult Mag or at Ghost Cult Kifi because he has to be difficult enough to uh, yell at us, yell at
1: me specifically, because this is my fault. Um, take us home, Keevee. Thank you for listening to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It does not play in Peoria.